good morning there, LinkedIn community. I don't know what it is there today, but I woke up and I was feeling, oh, just a little bit there frisky. And I'm not really sure what's going on. I felt like I wanted to have a little lutefisk, maybe do a little ice fishing. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What was going on? I think I might have been channeling something, James. Maybe my past Minnesota days. Uh, anyway, never, never speak of them again. Yeah, never speak Minnesota again. Yeah, I see what you did there. I like that. Anyways, uh, we have a fun episode today with, uh, I'll just give you a little hint because James will bring our guest in, but let's talk about Damage Prevention Academy. That kind of says it all. James, how are you? Fine and beautiful morning. Jim, I'm well. Nice and brisk day here in Texas. Uh, I think it's in the 40s or 50s. Uh, I'll take it. Feels like winter. Uh, but, but our guests may know winter a little bit different than we do down here in Texas. Uh, Jay Stevens, the, uh, we, we figured out a new title for him. He can make his own title. He's the boss. Uh, so the big kahuna at Damage Prevention uh, Academy, Jay Stevens, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Up here in the great white north, eh? Doing great. There's the tie-in, yeah. So, uh, I like it. If you don't know, Jay is uh, one of our Canadian brothers up there in Alberta, right? So um, we are we are glad to have him on the show today. Jay and I met actually, Jim, at one of the last shows I went to. Um, in fact, it may yeah, have been the last show last year before the pandemic started. Jay and I met there, and then uh, we've kept in touch since. Look, he's still rocking a hat. The best hat in the biz. It, it is. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, I, I was excited and I, I was excited to do a little bit of my past 20 plus years of Minnesota living because we were so close to the border and a little bit of my voice. But let's get let's get to business. Let's get it real. Jay, would you bring us up to speed um, a little bit about yourself, your background sure. and give us a little insight into the Damage Prevention Academy and all the high level fun stuff that you guys do? Well, I appreciate that. First, I'll start off by saying uh, thanks to both of you for uh, inviting me here today to chat with you. And uh, it's a great honor. You guys are uh, both amazing guys and put on a great show and I enjoy it. Um, so a little bit of intro on me. Um, you know, I guess I'll start by saying, you know, uh, I've had a, a long and storied history. I have a, a, you know, a diverse background in a number of different areas, including sales, um, you know, whether it's corporate or, or basically high-level sales, construction, uh, man, I go on forever. Like basically everything. I've done almost every task in most businesses uh, for a number of different reasons. And I, that, I talked to my children about the sum of that equation of your life bringing you to where you are now, which is you know damage prevention, which is, uh, of course, a culmination of all my experience. So that's, you know, again, my background is very diverse and I guess that's what makes me good at what I do. I have the ability to interact with a lot of people. Awesome. Um, little history on Damage Prevention Academy, how it all came about. It was uh, the oil and gas sector was sagging here in Alberta, one of the many times in the past decade. And um, of course, at that time I was in oil and gas safety. And of course, safety at that time was like the first thing to chop. It's like the there's, there's lots of safety professionals and those guys seem to go first. And hence I started looking at different opportunities yeah. at that time. Uh, this is probably 2000, uh, I guess, 2011 ish. 
I was a, what's called a ground disturbance level two certified trainer here in uh, Canada, which is, which is a, a certification put on by the Alberta Common Ground Alliance, uh, supervisory level damage prevention ground disturbance program, which I then became, you know, instructing individuals uh, all over Western Canada. But in the classroom, so you'd have 30, 30 people in the classroom, it became very expensive for not only the uh, corporations to hire you, but also for the students to take the class, which then led me to really chase down damage prevention online. And then the rest is history. So started from there, uh, took the concept, started growing it into a business, started in North Dakota with a, a company called Hess. We built a uh, some programs for the ground disturbance team out there with Char Charles Columbus. Uh, and then from there, we, you know, partnered up with Texas. And again, like I said, the rest is history. So a little bit of information that people probably don't know about me is that I'm a second generation damage prevention professional. Really? Yeah. I told, I actually told that to Jim the other day. I said, I hope he tells the story about you know, how he got involved in it and that you were second generation. So I'm glad you brought that up because I thought I was crazy. I thought I had imagined that. And I was telling Jim and he said, I don't remember that. So it must have been one of those that we shared maybe somewhere else, you know, maybe at a bar. Guaranteed. Did you guys like dream about that and get it through osmosis or something or? Yeah, I think, you know, it was, it was sitting around a table in a, in a, in a hotel um, having a couple of uh, waters. There. Yeah. Strong, strong waters. <laughs> but so second generation being really cool because, uh, you know, uh, my dad, John Stevens Sr. was a uh, electrical engineer by trade, worked his way up into uh, uh, at the time it was called Calgary Power and then became this immense corporation called Transalta Utilities, which was a electrical power generation company. He was then, a, you know, with all the damages and deaths that were happening at that time, he became, a, he became an advocate for damage prevention and then was on the board of directors, one of the, I think one of the original board of directors of Alberta One Call. So I used to travel around a lot with him as a young man talking about damage prevention. And of course, I had no idea what he's talking about. No clue, <laughs> right? So, you know, I wish, you know, God rest his soul, but if you still here today, you'd be very proud of me. Uh, and what I've accomplished with this business, and it would—he uh, have a great, great amount of pride and, and satisfaction knowing that I've kind of carried on that torch. Man, that's awesome. That's a great story. That's exactly how I remember it. So either it was a very vivid dream, or it really yeah. did happen. I, I, I was just thinking as you—I I was thinking as you said that how disappointed my son's going to be when he when I have to explain to him what I am doing right now, <laughs> and and how he's. You know, I can't decide how he's going to take it yet. Jim, what do you think? Wait, uh, you mean like what we're doing with the coffee? Yeah, when I try to explain it to him, and this is his legacy that he'll have to follow the footsteps of, he might get really excited. He'd be like, I've always wanted to be a YouTuber. Yeah, uh, they love that stuff. Jay, um, we've, you guys are, are super into training. We're super into training. Uh, we're all always looking for really innovative ways to, you know, hit those retention marks and, and make sure people are, are retaining that information and, and being able to translate it, whatever type of learner they are. And we hear terms like gamification come up. And I know you and I have talked about it. Um, will you share with our viewers what that means and, and how, how that's kind of utilized and what you guys are doing with it over there? Yeah, I think that, uh, thank you for that. And yeah, you're right. We have a lot of uh, commonalities there and, you know, um, being 
I, I appreciate you kind of lumping us in with energy roadmap, but you guys are, uh, you guys do a phenomenal job out there. So I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I guess gamification, uh, you can sum it up as in just a few clicks, you can turn your training into an addiction almost like, like goal setting, goal reaching powerhouse. That's really what gamification is because people think automatically think about, um, you know, gaming, you know, like playing something, but in reality, it's a, a number of different layers all interconnected that make that gamification in the learning environment. So again, I, I was going to share my screen, but I don't necessarily need to do that. I think we could talk about the various levels that uh, it's up to you guys, but again, uh, we'll just talk about those different levels and we'll just go through when you guys ask me questions. And cause again, you guys probably do this on your end as well. So when it comes to say points, um, you guys use points in gamification. So points are probably the starting point, you know, the mightiest gamification element that's out there. Um, customizing the number of points your learners earn through a fixed set of actions. So again, if, if you, depending on the actions that you set within your learning management system, you can then reward those uh, individuals based on their various interactions uh, with those points. So that's that's probably the number one thing is points. So by activating a point system, you'll activate learning. So I'll start there. Do you guys have anything to add to that to the point side of the conversation? Or yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are scoreboard people, whether they're they're public facing or or closet scoreboard people. Uh, yeah. As you can see, the, you know, behind me, the high score is something that's built into us since we were little kids, um, and we want to be up there. So um, no, I think I think you nailed it. Yeah, you're right. And, and one thing that, uh, you know, that, that scoreboard mentality, it's the, it, it does increase those actions and those points increase user engagement or one, one aspect of that user engagement. So it, it's critical. The points is the first element. Awesome. Two is levels, much like that uh, golden tea game behind you. And I think that's a turtles game, which you were telling me you guys built that one, right? Yeah. Yep. Both yep. of them. That one's good. That one over there has about, I don't know, about 500 games on it different systems, all kinds nice. of stuff. So anything well, you can imagine. Restrictions are gone. I'm coming down there. I mean, I have my name on your leaderboard. And so I'll get, some, I'll get some points up on your system. Just, <laughs> so, oh, just for gamification research reasons, would we have absolutely back here? Just so we can circle back with another episode so that we can have more uh, verifiable, quantifiable data. Now we're talking about it. All right, perfect. Love it. Um, so then next is, is level. So again, I've just got a few notes in front of me, so I'll just kind of throw those notes out. But by um, adding a layer of interest and function, functionality to your training and environment is the levels. Uh, these create a dynamic learning environment and path for those users as courses are accessible to those learners and who have progressed to the next level. So you, again, if you think about um, sales training, right? Sales, highly competitive, and I don't do sales training personally, but I've taken bunches of sales sure. training. I've done it for years. Yes. But the competition amongst those people, even though they're, I mean, sales is a little bit different, but the, the, that concept rings true through all business. Like sales are, are hyper competitive, but people still like to feel like they're achieving something in a work environment. It makes them feel good when they've had they've achieved more levels because they see it on that scoreboard and it's not like they're walking around uh super you know kind of maybe they are i don't know throw you know really um proud of that achievement so it's something that people try to attain and it really brings another uh, uh layer to that gamification so this type of hidden content sparks the interest 
giving learners that much needed boost to interact with the gamification and then and the training software more often. And that's really what we're trying to do. So if you can have the points and the levels, it increases that engagement and potentially course completion because that's that's a whole other conversation to get all together. What do you guys think about levels? I mean, yeah, again, uh, I, I think it's a concept that we're all familiar with because I mean, if you think, for instance, in our company, maybe you have a level one, two, and three of again a salesperson, right? Ooh. It's something that again that is a pattern that we've created in society and other things that when we tie it back, you just, you want to shoot for that next level. It gives you a, a short-term and a long-term goal. Uh, so however you're wired, whether you want that instant gratification or you're looking for that long-term thing, it just gives that learner, I think, both options. So um, again, a, another, a little bit, a little bit more high or, or advanced, I guess, compared to just the score, mm-hmm. but um, another thing to shoot for. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think they all um, depends on on how your system is built out. Like every learning management system has varying degrees of gamification, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not all going to look the same. But the the idea, like you said, James, is that that score that you're talking about, the scoreboard, can be an accumulation of points and levels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is badges. People love that badges or trophies, right? <clears throat> Love it. Yeah. I, I, I like how it's all being tied into really, and then being very serious, our next generations. I mean, my grandchild can get on a tablet or a game and do things that I could never do in their hand-eye coordination oh. and their ability to navigate. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. And I think that, you know, tying it this way, you know, for the potential third generation, um, in your family to be in the safety business. I mean, it's kind of teeing it up for that, you know? And Jim, it's funny that you say that because I was going to mention, or I was going to ask Jay what his perception was. Um, So, and this will lead in well, Jay, to our our, our last kind of section about VR is when we rolled out VR to our industry, you know, we had a lot of people kind of scratching their heads, right? They're like, ah, don't play those games or you know, oh, my grandson has that or whatever it might be, right? And I, and I would have to level set people and say, check this out though. I, I know what you're thinking, but the minute you put this headset on and look around, you'll understand what I'm trying to, to get yes. across, right? Like your, your idea of this will change. And I, right now you're thinking it's a video game. And so, oh, immediately it's going to help out those young generations coming in. Jay, what is your feeling and what have you seen in the industry, especially damage prevention, but, you know, as a whole, um, how, how do you think people, are they receptive to game, gamification or is it, ah, that's, that's for the kids type of deal? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's interesting is because the name itself, that's, you just nailed it, is that it, they automatically think, ah, I don't want to be playing a game, right? This is serious, right? This is the... Right. Uh, Sure. You know, I'm trying to learn how to, you know, dig within a tolerance zone without, you know, severing a fiber optic line, or whatever, right? So, um, you know, they, they get that, your battle that you're having is, is a common battle, like that we have too, is that you have to educate folks, be like, hey, it's not, 
you're not going to be um i mean you can have yeah, you're not you're not going and shooting villains you know yeah like, yeah i mean uh, you're not you're still doing them. the same thing we're just <laughs> taking the report in the back end adding it up and making a <laughs> making some things happen right so exactly uh, i just wondered if you guys had ran into some once we get past that hurdle it, it's funny how receptive everyone is though and well, jim yeah, was yeah. the same way jim you you had to don that helmet for the first time uh, okay. when it was vr let's take it to the vr realm you donned it for the first time you had a you had a vision in your head of what this thing was Yep. And then you put it on and everything changed and your mind races with possibilities yep. of we can put people in dangerous situations. We can, you know, we can really go after AOCs in an aggressive fashion for the first time. Like they have the freedom to fail. You know, these things yes. immediately start yes. happening in your mind. Gamification, we got to get people there. And it might've been, Jay, you might've nailed it with, it might've been the misnomer of, of we called it gamification. They just called it like um, budgets or, <laughs> you know, some boring, somebody would have been like, man. Yeah. Well, I gotta check this out. Budget sounds super interesting. <laughs> well, let, let me just bring my no, perspective. No offense to all the budget people. Yes. We sorry. You. No. Accounting, we love you. Yeah, well, we, we do. do passionately. Um, but being seriously, my generation, that to us was foreign and until we try it and then all of a sudden we understand it and see the value and that freedom to fail that was an actual senior vice president for a major utility that has over 13,000 employees and he was in charge of safety and he brought that to we were talking one day and he's like gives them freedom to fail if they mess here you know once he understood he goes i'd rather them fail in a virtual world than before they go out there yes. and potentially something bad could happen yes and um I have to say that's my generation because we're not used to it where other generations, you know, they, they, they have cell phones at five, they have tablets at three, they're doing all the stuff. And to them, it's second nature. It's like, why wouldn't we do it? And we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. And yeah. if I could do it, anybody can do it. Exactly. Great point. And then, so. you know, don't give yourself, don't do yourself a disservice there, Jim. You're a very uh, knowledgeable man. But you're right. You nailed it. Is, is some people have the the aversion or the the, the belief that it's going to be difficult or challenging, yep. Yep. or some something really hard to learn. And in reality, it is. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. our jobs as organizations to train these people in a way that they understand how to use it right out of the gate in an efficient manner. Yep. Um, but yeah, you nailed it. It's just about saying, "Hey, actually, it's not that bad. Check this out. Interact with this, uh, and you'll find that it's not as it's not as challenging um, as you think." And it's fun and it's learning and it the whole bit. James, can I ask a favor of you today? Yes, sir. Would it be possible for myself to ask a very important one of the final questions to Yeah, Mr. yeah. Jay? Let me jump in on this one. Let me yeah. let me ask one more thing to Jay. Um, let's move into VR since we're we kind of just jumped right in. This I'm Shoot. a pro yeah. Jay, Jay yeah. I I am a pro at this, and that was my goal just to transition out of that right into the next one been doing this a long time for six months yeah. um, so hang with me um, we, we talked about vr a little bit jay and um, how it's changing the ways we think about training and um you know we we've we've been big advocates we are in that realm as well uh we're working with a lot of folks on that i think in the damage prevention world there's a lot of opportunity there with vr 
Um, I think we're nearing, if we're not over the hump with uh, the folks that we're fighting to help educate on how vital this could be to putting people in, in proper uh, safe situations. So do you want to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing, what you're seeing, what your thoughts are on VR just as a whole uh, in the damage prevention world specifically? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, I'll, I'll start by saying that we solely focus on damage prevention. We're not yeah. like we're damage prevention experts here. Um, and we don't necessarily, and we say damage prevention is it's like, it's just utilities, but in reality, damage and prevention, the two words, I mean, the definitions of such could include all elements of safety, but yeah. we really focus on uh, damage prevention. And the reason why just that, that drawback to the story of trying to provide back uh, give something back to the industry that that we serve because it's it's a unique dynamic. So uh, that said, the greatest challenges that we face in damage prevention from a let's say from a one call operations standpoint is user engagement. It is not a regulated course. It is not a mandatory course. It is, of course there's laws in every state, of course like Texas or and it all changes I and mean, you got different tolerance zones you've got different reporting requirements but it, it's it's dry material and i mean I, you, you guys might have a different opinion but it's dry material That's so it is yeah right and so the challenge is is to it the, educate the intended learner like the excavators primarily third-party excavator but also utility operators and their locators um but how do we how do we go to the next level you said it earlier like we uh, e-learning or online learning is nothing new. There's just been new things added to the mix, like gamification and, right. you know, um, instructor-led training or VILT or micro-learning or all these acronyms get thrown out in the mix. Virtual reality or VR, AR, or XR is now. It's not becoming. It's not like a, a year from now or two years from now. It's actually happening now across all industries. And so you're right, we, we are, I think we're past the hump of like people going, whoa, yeah. what's going on, right? One, because of cost, right? The, the technology's advanced so far, but the costs have come way down. Now it's accessible, right? So you can pick yep. up, a, you know, an Oculus, what is it? The Oculus Quest 2 for like, with, a, with 256, it's yep. nothing, right? Yep. Um, and and, and that, Jay, I think too, that they... We finally reached a point where we're seeing enterprise models too that are reliable, that where we can do big batching and setups and not have to have such a manual process everywhere. I don't know. Was that were you about to say that? I just stole your thunder, didn't I? No, you did it exactly. You're right welcome on, to the right show, on. bro. Welcome to the show. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I, I, we got to do this more often. This is a lot of fun, but this is. Uh, but you're right. Um, uh, and we, we're experiencing the same thing is it's, it's those costs come down. So do those barriers with those large corporations. They look at that gym, like you said, the utility operator, 13,000 employees, talking virtual reality to that guy. He's probably like, well, all he sees is this massive potential price tag of pre previously, right? Now you can actually deploy it effectively. And that's our mission with VR is uh, there's a number of different ways to handle VR, but we're trying to find economical an, an economical route to get into the like in, into the damage prevention area with this technology, so that they, people can use it to at, the, at just a basic level, because 
there's VR in, you know, with a headset and then there's VR on a mobile device. We're, and so our goal is to say, okay, so VR, you know, yeah, it's got gamification, but um, the reality is, is that what you want to do is transport that learner or that worker into the scenario, right? Uh, because you, you train a guy online with images and stock images and videos and animations, that guy is not seeing the actual worksite. Take, take that guy to the worksite where he's going to be working on, where there's overhead power lines, excavations, hazards, vehicular stuff going on. I mean, that is real and becomes easier to train that person. And then the retention level goes way up, like way up. And the engagement goes way up. So then it's a victory essentially for all across the board, the trainers, the company, and the employees. For sure. I, yeah, and that... That aspect, though, I, I keep going back whenever we talk about cost and safety in the same breath. You know, I, I think about it may seem, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, but when you think about somebody's safety, whether they can prevent themselves from just cutting their hand or a vehicular, a backup, you know, uh, anything, yep. you think about it and start to add up all that lost time, you know, medical expenses, all those things for an organization, let's just say an organization that has 10,000 people in it, that's cat. That's a lot of, for that's sure. a lot of time and money that mm -hmm. uh, could be potentially saved by having a very proactive safety culture and safety program. And uh, this gamification guys, I got to tell you, it dra it's drawing me in. I want to play it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I want to get to level, you know, I want to get to level 24 or whatever the level yeah. is. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to say competitive, but it's like, it's it's a challenge and it's a fun challenge. So, sure. yeah. well, especially in big teams, Jim, like you have big teams, it's competitive, right? Like even though, oh yeah, may, yeah. maybe maybe they're not all commission based, but they're still performance based, and they're still pay pay raises, bonuses, things that people get for working harder, for educating themselves. But it's also a, an individual thing. As companies, we have to remember these folks that work for us uh, are also human beings that have visions and, and dreams and goals and it's not just ours we're not just trying to funnel them up through our channel to get them to get us where we want to go they also want to be educated learn grow earn more spend more time with their families so they these are that gamification element leads back to them bettering themselves uh for their futures and the companies themselves mm -hmm. amen you know i'm just going to add one cherry on top of that and that's we went to FEMSA's um, training center in Oklahoma City a couple of years back, and we brought VR to, to a bunch of their uh, trainers, inspectors, and, and uh, we, we were reviewing it. We had a room full of probably 15 people or so, and we have video of it. We, we show it when we talk about VR because I think it personifies it well. It's, we had about 15, 16 people in a room, and they were all running through it, and they were cheering for each other and high-fiving. And I said, when was the last time you were in an ILT or a CBT or yeah. you fill in the blank uh, yeah. where somebody was cheering or high-fiving? You know, you're more worried about keeping everybody awake, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Just the, the server with the coffee, right? Or the uh, IV drip. No doubt. Jimmy, why don't you uh, do the honors today? So. You okay with me doing it today, James? It's a little mixed yeah. up. So it's the holidays. Go for it. It is the holidays. Yeah. When will this air? Will this air? This will be our Christmas week episode. Huh? I had an ugly Christmas yeah. sweater on and a Santa hat for you boys today, but I, I, I won't take it off. Gosh. Ah. Wow. 
Man, you should have wished for something better. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, this last question is riveting. It's going to take you a while to think about it, so prepare oh yourself mentally. Pressure's on. And emotionally. Jay? I think you should, uh, Jim, I think you should do it in like your best Minnesotan accent. I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Derry. Oh, don't you know, yeah. We're going to have a little lutefisk. I'm ready there. Oh, yeah, sure, it's cold. That's an Alberta clipper coming in and a Saskatchewan screamer. Oh, boy. We got to get the cows in. Let's go. Love it. Okay, Jay, uh, it's going to be a hard question there, don't you know? So hold okay. on there. Jay, I'm ready. I got to know. Jay, do you love what you do? Do you love what you do? Wow. If I have to translate that, I was asking you, Jay, do you love what you do? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer. Of course, you know, it's funny. Uh, I absolutely love what I do. And, and maybe it shows in this meeting or this call. It does. Uh, but, you know, if you talk to anybody that I deal with, it's just I have a huge passion for it. I uh, even right down to the, the, the granular stuff like customer service inside of our system or, or support. I'm like jumping in there all the time because I love the people that we serve. I love to train people. And I, at the end of the day, um, it's not about the money. I mean, money is just a byproduct of the services that you provide and the, the value you provide. But I really feel good about what I do when I know if and I don't know for a fact, but if I have a small impact on somebody that, that doesn't get injured or get in an accident or, or cause an environmental contamination or God forbid a, a death, if I can just prevent that, uh, that, that gives me the drive to just keep, keep churning and burning, just keep going. Right. Yeah. Jay, that was a great answer. And, and it, James, you agree with me? I, I mean, he was bleeding out passion all through. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No doubt. Awesome. That's why he's on. That's why he's on. We picked the good ones. Well, hey, I got to go back to something, guys. Because, uh -oh. the, the, yeah, I got something back. And I want to I wanna hear this because it was on your agenda sheet. Um, oh there was a huge discussion around our kitchen table last night with our kids and my wife. And we were all laughing our faces off. Trying so to do scared. This. And so we figured scared. out a trick. So I want oh. you to say Irish wristwatch three times. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. So audience, we put that on the, we have a little flow sheet. <laughs> and somebody taught us that, James. I can't remember who, but they said, if you say it. Was it the, that was the Upsco guys, wasn't it, from TFL? Might have been the Upsco guys, mm. yeah. Challenge. But anyway, it's supposed to coordinate your brain and your mouth so you can say words, articulate. And we forgot to do it today. But yes, it's a, it's a, a pretty good little trick. We, we had, it was a tongue twister. My eight-year-old, nine-year-old, my 15-year-old, my wife, we were all laughing, trying to say this thing. <laughs> I figured out finally that if I said it really angrily, like I was angry, yeah. I could I could say it really fast, but I won't do that today for this call. Oh, come on, Irish. give it to us. Come on, come on. Irish wristwatch. Yeah. Irish like wristwatch. A, like a Viking. You're right. Yeah. You're right. My, my neighbors must be like, what's going on with Jay next door? He's been yelling for like 30 minutes about his wristwatch. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Man, it was a good time, Jay. We, we're glad you were on today. Jimmy, I'll let you take it home. You're really good at that part. Absolutely. On behalf of James and I, thank you so much, Jay, for joining us. You're a great friend, a great comrade, a great colleague. We appreciate everything you're doing in the industry to keep all of us safe or safer. We thank you. 
LinkedIn community, please connect with Jay. Hit the connect button with him. Follow the, the uh, Damage Prevention Academy. Uh, get involved. Uh, ask questions. Do anything you could do. And I think Jay said it best. If he could help one person do one thing safer, it, it's all worthwhile. We want everybody to be safe. That's the goal, ultimately, of everything that we do. So mm -hmm. on behalf of all of us today, we thank you. We will see you next time on Coffee with Jim and James. And if you want to be a guest, hit us up. We're, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we would love to have a conversation about that. Until I'm next time, thank you. Bye -bye. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it.